0: Nobody expected the arrival of a baby in Bethlehem to shake up their lives. But when that baby is Jesus, plans are rearranged, beliefs are challenged, and ordinary people find their lives upended and forever changed. We need to celebrate an old old story it's familiar but actually quite unbelievable our prayer this morning for each one of you and as I prepared was that we'll hear the story again for the first time again the way God became flesh was unusual even shocking As you can imagine, a a virgin giving birth to the Son of God is fertile ground for all kinds of dilemmas. The word dilemma is defined as a difficult situation or a problem. The Christmas story as we read it is filled with dilemmas, and it will force you to either run to God or away from God. As you will see this morning, that Mary responded really well to a difficult situation. So let's try and hear what these teenagers saw and heard. It just may change your lives. Last week, we focused on Joseph and kind of wrestled with how Joseph saw this whole scenario and situation. Joseph was asked to be the earthly father to Jesus. He he was asked to trust God. God's word provided direction and confidence for this young carpenter, this tradesman. This week, we're going to focus on Mary. So let's pray. Let's pray. Father we come humbly recognizing your authority in our lives recognizing God that you are God and you're creator and you're powerful and you have all authority we recognize you're a God of love and this story Lord well, shocks us and comforts us all at the same time. We ask you, Lord, that somehow we would understand a little bit more of how much love you have for us and how holy you are and how much you desire for each one of us to have a rich and a thriving relationship with you. God, we thank you for your scripture because as we open it, we learn And we understand it is light to our path. Lord, as we look around in our world, we get confused. We are hurting for the hundreds, if not thousands, of families who have been injured and hurt by these tornadoes. Churches that have been upended. God, we ask that you would heal in comfort. In spite of our lack of understanding or timing, we sit in a place with electricity and heat and sound and light. And we are grateful. But we know there are people all over our world, all over our country that are hurting, that are discouraged, that are suffering. We pray, dear God, that you would meet them in a new and a fresh way. We pray for some of the churches surrounding us. We, we know there are so many who are proclaiming your good news, who are shouting from the mountaintops how wonderful you are, God. But we pray this morning for Northbridge and for Emmanuel, and for fierce we know god that each of these churches love you they're part of our conference and we ask that you would encourage those folks on their journey we think of all those who are serving us downstairs teaching our children encouraging them to listen to you we pray father you would honor them and that our kids would love you more because our teachers love you we thank you dear father for the advent season we confess right off that that sometimes we get too busy or we get distracted or maybe the story gets too old Father, we ask you that you would open our eyes afresh this morning. That we wouldn't walk out of here just amazed at Mary and her response. But that you would change our perspective of you. And that we would be inspired toward obedience in spite of the situation or circumstances you've called us to. We love you, Lord. We do, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, saying yes always requires a commitment or an action. If you say yes to maybe a couple family members a playing Uno. It's not a very big commitment, I get it. But for the next 15 minutes or whatever, you're shuffling the cards and you're going around and trying to find who is the winner. Or other games like Catan, maybe that commitment's a little bit more. Maybe an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half, and, and, and yet you've committed, you've said yes. We've all been in households and maybe even you wanted to take saxophone lessons, Okay, fill in the blank. Maybe there's not a lot of saxophone players here. I get it. But isn't it true when you, well, look at the joy of playing an instrument. Say, yeah, I can do that. It's shiny. There's all those little knobs on there. I can blow. I can spurt. I can spit. Right? Then all of a sudden, you'll find out you have to practice every day. And then you have to lug this big thing to school. And then you have to lug it home from school. Ah, The commitment looks a little different. Or maybe it's basketball. You've seen great college players, and you've seen great pros, and, and you just... And then you forget that you have to shoot 100 free throws every single day. That seems a little odd. Why why would I do that? Well, you want to play basketball, and you want to make sure, and what about committing to a cup of coffee with a friend? In your busy schedule, you put it in, but you have some time. Maybe it's 45 minutes. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's longer, but you get to connect. Maybe it's being an Awana leader. Especially in the beginning. There's so much to do, and there's excitement there. But then you have to come when you're not feeling well. And you have, well, and you don't have COVID. Let, let me, so we're okay there. Just maybe tired, okay? Not diseased or other things that go on. But, but all of a sudden, you are tired. Or it's been a long day. Why? And well, you said, yes, oh, I, I better do it. Or, or part of a small group. And, and there are always times, this, I, I don't know about you, but almost every small group that I'm part of, the night of, or the day of, or the morning of, it comes way too early. So maybe, I, uh, but I said, yes. A little bit of a commitment. Or this is a big one, marriage. <laughs> Really, how many of you would have said yes if you knew what that commitment really was? Now, hey, when you're young, right, and and your eyes are filled with stars and hope, and you actually think you're entering this utopia, and many times it is, or sometimes it is, or a few times it is. But you me, that commitment. And, and all of a sudden you have to work on certain things. But whoa, that yes. There's also a commitment required when you say yes to God. Answering no to any question like this, well, simply relieves you of any obligation. Now, Mary said yes to God. And we need to say it right in the very beginning. She probably had little knowledge of what her yes meant. I believe that. Maybe she had a few things she would go through her mind. Maybe some scenarios hit her right off. But realistically, to say yes to God. Oh, wow. And to think about raising his son? Rearing the son of God? Well, at first, it even may be quite attractive. <laughs> and then God chose me. But whoa, 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 as the story unfolds. Oh, it was difficult. Let's read what Mary said yes to. You can follow along in your Bibles, and it's in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. You can follow along on the screen. But let's listen as Luke chapter 1 is being read to us. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy... God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her. (laughs) Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail.
1: I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true.
0: And then the angel left her. God sends Gabriel, an angel, to a betrothed virgin named Mary. We talked about this term just a little bit last week, but, but at least in that culture, a betrothed woman was at least, by all the society around her, was considered married. They didn't move in together yet. They didn't consummate the marriage. But but a betrothed couple, well, they were considered Mary in the eyes of the neighborhood. No one really knows her situation or when this came about. but, But all of a sudden, Gabriel shows up and says, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. (laughs) <laughs> a, a rather normal day in Nazareth quickly changes. And this young teenager was confused and disturbed. and he said, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how many angels, first of all, come to you. And, and what's this whole deal? Greetings. Hey, it's good to see you. God favors you. The Lord is with you. Now remember, she probably was a young teenager and probably 13, 14, 15 years old. It's hard sometimes in our culture to even imagine that because very few 13, 14, or 15-year-olds ever are are engaged to be married. In our culture, it, it might be more like a gal who's 17, 18, 19, And Joseph was probably a guy maybe 23, 24, 25, right in that area, if you look at it. So so here we are, a gal who perhaps is just graduating high school, and she hears this news. Yes, she's engaged. Yes, she's excited about the possibilities of marriage. Then the angel says, don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Mary was afraid. You have to ask the question, was she afraid of the encounter? Was she afraid of this angel? Uh, Was this angel scary? Or was she afraid of the news? (laughs) Wait a minute. You mean I'm going to be the mother of Jesus? Or maybe it was both. Shocked by the encounter and the news just kind of blew her away. What was happening? Yes, all of a sudden feels really complicated. Maybe at one moment she thought it was a great blessing, and it was. Or maybe seconds later she would think it was a curse. Does God really know what he is asking me to do, Mary might say? And then in the next sentence she said, of course. I know God knows what he's doing. But what happened once the angel left? She's alone all of a sudden. Lonely? Excited? Paralyzed? Prayerful? Puzzled? Grateful? Yes, really grateful, as we're going to see in just a little bit later in the message. But Mary was chosen for a reason. And if we look at this text, we can learn some things about God and from Mary right here. First of all, and every one of those who follow Jesus, God shakes up your plans. We all have a bent toward comfortable. We love making plans, we love when they come through, we love when there are no surprises in our life. Isn't that right? We do. But as you follow God, as you listen to God His plans are often not our plans They they just aren't His ways are often not our ways And we have to readjust And God even in some time Chooses to allow you to walk through a journey Or a path that is so difficult And so hard You can count on God shaking up your plans. You can. But you're going to count on some other things too, as we're going to see. Secondly, God favored Mary. God favored Mary. You found favor with God. Actually, the angel said it twice. And you ask the question why? Well, I think there's no doubt that this young woman had an intimate relationship with God. Obedience was something that was rather consistent. She pleased God by her obedience. Wow. So out of all the young ladies in Israel at that exact time, Mary... I'm grateful for you. I, I'm going to pick you. You've got a track record of, obedient, uh, of obeying me. And I like that. And then lastly, God promised to be with Mary. And I think that actually made all the difference in the world. Knowing God shores up all of our faith. And Mary's faith inspires us. But getting back to the story... Mary is confused and disturbed and fearful. In spite of all these emotions, she must have listened because God continues to reveal what the prophets had prophesied hundreds of years before that. This was God's perfect plan. It would be an unbelievable challenging road ahead. Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And not just any son. You're going to give birth to the Son of God, the Messiah, the promised Messiah. And you are going to name him Jesus, and he will be the Savior of all. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him David's throne. And your son, he will reign. He will reign all over Israel, and his kingdom will never stop. It'll never end. She looks up at the angel and trying to again process all these things, and she says, How? I'm a virgin. Hey, okay, these are great plans. Is, the, is this all going to happen in a little while? What, what's going on? And then the angel gives information, which I'm pretty sure she didn't, or at least wasn't able to process everything. But he basically said this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. That's what's going to happen. It's not going to be Joseph. It's going to be the Holy Spirit. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. In other words, you will absolutely experience God's presence second time that he said this. And your baby's going to be holy. It'll be different than every other baby because it doesn't have a human father. This sin, this flesh will not be passed on. And he will be called the Son of God. And just so you know, just so you know, and, and, and maybe you didn't marry, but just so you know, your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant. And I'm almost thinking that that was a little bit of gasp at that time. Whoa, are, are you like, Elizabeth, are you serious? Yeah, she's six months pregnant. So you see, I am a powerful God. I'm a God that does whatever I say I'm going to do. You can trust me. I want you to know, this is going to happen. This really is going to happen. Actually, it was almost the same kind of M.O. with Joseph, if you remember last week. Joseph, again, heard this news. And the angel said something like this. Hey, just so you know, this was prophesied by the Isaiah, you know, 700 years before. Th- this plan is not a new plan. I'm just letting you know. I'm in charge. This sounds crazy. But listen to me. Because the word of the Lord will never fail. The word of the Lord will never fail. Can you imagine at that moment this gal just kind of beamed? Yes, your word, God, you. I can count on you. This sounds crazy to me. Who's going to believe it? But you said it, and I'm going to believe it. God reminded her that he was God, and when he talked, it happened. And she never had to doubt his word. Oh, wow. And then Mary responds. And this is her yes, by the way. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. In spite of the fear or the foggy future or the unanswered questions, In spite of the responsibility of rearing the Son of God. Again, how does one even do that? Mary said yes. Truth gave her the courage to obey God when nothing else made sense. God is her Lord, she is favored. And God will be with her. Let's watch the sketch. Maybe it will help us put some of these scriptures together.
1: Well, you sure have made a grand entrance into this world now, haven't you? Not an entrance a king would make, a manger of all places. No palace, no guards, just a barn and a lot of hay, if you ask me. <laughs> what am I to make of all of these guests? That silent night sure got loud fast. I suppose you'd like to know how all this came to be, wouldn't you? Well, on an ordinary day, more ordinary than you can imagine, an angel came to me. I know. I had trouble believing it myself. He spoke of things I couldn't really comprehend. He spoke of you, the son of the Most High. He looked straight at me, as if to ask, will you say yes? It was the scariest yes I'd ever uttered this was an impossible yes that only God could make possible never in my wildest dreams speaking of dreams is it okay that I have dreams for you too all mamas have dreams for their babies you know Even babies announced by heavenly hosts. My little one. I have a strange feeling this will not be the only yes required of me. I cannot begin to imagine the yeses that will be required of you. Help me, one faithful day at a time, to keep saying yes.
0: I love how this sketch ends. Help me keep saying yes. She was quite a remarkable young lady, we know. She was obedient. She desired to please her God. But at this point in her life, she knew that life was going to get awfully complicated. She had no real clue of what yes means, but but the truth will sustain her. Things actually, as we look at the scriptures, and just a few verses after we got through reading, actually it starts in in verse 46. But this is a few days after she got the news. And, And a few days after all this started to sink in. And for you and for me, it might be, hey, wait a minute, I don't know what I just said yes to. I, 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 can I renate God? Is, is there a possibility? I, 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 like I This is going to be way too hard. I just thought of all the people I have to talk to, including Joseph. And, and you know what? This is going to be difficult. I, how about, no, no. But Mary didn't respond like that. In fact, what I'd like you to do, and it might be dangerous, but that's okay. I'd like you to shut your eyes. I'd like you to shut your eyes and listen to Mary's response, which starts in verse 46. Let's listen together. Mary's response, not immediately when Gabriel was there, but days later, after pondering all the ramifications again, not understanding completely, but understanding a whole lot more, and her soul leaps. She is so grateful for this hard challenge. She loved listening to God. You know, do you realize that the same truths that sustained Mary will sustain us? It all starts with a relationship with the Lord. It all starts when you come to a place recognizing God's love sent Jesus to pay our penalty for sin. It was his shed blood on the cross that allowed us to reconcile a relationship with the Almighty God. That was Jesus. And Mary had the privilege of rearing this young man the son of god mary realized that god rearranged her plans but she also knew that the king knew what was best No, today I, I don't know what your plans are i don't know what news you've heard from the doctor what news you've heard from your boss what news you've heard from your son, from your spouse. I I don't know. And sometimes our plans get upended very, very quickly. But know that no matter what you hear, that if you're a child of God, he is with you, like he was with Mary. Know that God's word will never fail you. His promises are true. We can learn them. We can meditate on them. And we can be like Mary in a way that says, I'm going to trust you, God. Doesn't make sense, but I'm going to trust you. I think that we also need to know that saying yes doesn't mean it's easy. I don't know of a harder path than Mary had to, had to walk. We must obey God. And when we do, oh, God will favor us. You know, no one today is going to be asked to raise the Son of God. That happened once. But he is going to ask you by faith to say yes. Every time you open up the Word, every time he guides and directs you, Whether it's forgiving somebody or trusting somebody or loving someone that's hard to love. Everything changed for Mary once she said, I am the Lord's servant. Whatever you say, Lord, you're my master. I just want to do it. I want to do it. Life brings many dilemmas, and many of you know that but wouldn't you want to do life with God rather than apart from God let's pray Father we thank you we thank you for Mary we thank you for this story we thank you for your plan no one could have thought of this plan You sent Jesus into a young couple's family. A poor young couple. A young couple, Lord, that, well, would be ridiculed and be mocked. We know, God, that um, your plan was right and that you chose the right people. God, it's It's hard to wonder what plans you have for us at times. Sometimes it's really clear, and sometimes the path looks easy. But so much of the time, God, your plans disrupt us. We love comfortable. And you want us to obey you more than to be comfortable. So, God, stretch our faith. Give us courage to obey. Would this story just bring us to our knees in awe, worship of you and your plan and your life? And would we learn on how to follow you with all of our hearts by looking at Mary? We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.